I want to read to you, I have a three-hour message that I'm going to preach in 25 minutes. So I'm scared we're going to do this. First Peter chapter 3, verse 31 and 22. Here we go. It says, the waters of baptism do that for you. And what they do is that they don't wash, you, they don't wash away dirt from your skin. But what they do is they're presenting you through Jesus, Jesus' resurrection before God with a clear conscience. Jesus, I love this part. It says, Jesus has the last word in everything and everyone. From angels to armies, he's standing right alongside God. And what he says goes. I love this contrast that he's putting together here, Peter, because he's saying, hey, you are going to get water baptized, but listen to me very clearly. What's going to come up off of you is not physical dirt, even though for some of us that would be helpful. So <laughs> He says, what, what is actually happening is that something is going to happen on the inside of you, that you're not being washed from the outside and you are being washed from the inside out. Come on, somebody. I want to share with you this just simple title. It's 100% wash clean. Look at the person next to you. Next to you tell them, 100%. If you don't got a neighbor, tell it to yourself. Come on. 100% wash clean. Look at, the, look at the person on the other side, the one that you rejected, that, your second choice. Tell them, I, tell them you look a little washed up. Come on. <laughs> you look a little washed up. I want to pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you that you have given me this word of God for your people today right here at this moment. I just pray, Lord, that you would speak to our hearts, oh God. We need to hear from you, Lord God. We hear so much of the news. We hear so much on social media. But what we need right now is you. Would you speak to us, God? Let our hearts be open. Open wide to hear what you have to say. Help me preach this three-hour message in 25 minutes. In Jesus' name, we pray. And everybody shouts. Amen. Give God a praise in this room. Um, uh, dude, I, I wanted to ask, do we got any cleaning freaks in the house? Like cleaning freaks. Any cleaning freaks in the house? Like you guys just, you just like, you find dirt where there is no dirt. Come on, somebody. Like, like anybody cleaning freaks in the house? Name yourself. Um, you find dirt where there is no dirt. I mean, uh, you, you, your life is ruined because there is a dish in the sink. When there, there was no dishes in the sink. Like, you look at the sink, you, you look at it and you stare at the dish, and then you say to yourself, who had the audacity? Who had the audacity to put a dish in? Like, your life is ruined because you walk in the bathroom and you see a water stain that is undetected, but can only be seen when the perfect lighting sees, shines upon the water stain. Like, any cleaning freaks in the house? You can leave right now. I see you. See you tomorrow. I, I mean, I, I, I am not a cleaning freak, as you can see, but I'm grateful for my wife. By the way, all those examples were very organic, and they were very uh, typical in general. They were not specific to my wife. I'm just <laughs> letting you know. Uh, but I'm grateful because my wife has this like crazy capacity. She, she does it all, and, and I'm becoming more grateful um, for her. Uh, she's that cute little thing over there. I'll show you how you doing. Anyway. Um, um, uh, not too long ago, I, I had this moment of gratitude for my wife because I was in the restroom. Don't ask me what I was doing, mind your business. I, I was in a restroom and it, I just looked at the restroom and the whole thing was spotless. 
Now, I'm in this house for five years at this point, and I'm looking at the whole restroom, and I'm like, my goodness, the whole restroom is spotless. And then it dawned on me. I was like, I've never cleaned this bathroom. <laughs> is this bathroom like self-clean? Like this thing just cleans on its own? The thing was spotless. Five years in, dawns on me. I'm like, I've never cleaned this Lisa been cleaning this bathroom behind my back. Come on, some. And I just had this moment of gratitude because she gets it done. But now that I'm 12 years into our relationship, come on, somebody. That's longer than some of your lives. Come on, 12 years. Married, I've stepped my game up. And I'm like, baby, it's okay. I'm going to clean the bathroom. Yes. To which she says, no, you think you're gonna clean the bathroom. But what's gonna happen is that I'm gonna have to go up after you and actually clean the bathroom. Come on, I'll be like, baby, don't worry, I got the dishes. And to me, she sounds a little bit like mafioso style. She'll be like, no, you're not gonna clean the dishes. She's like, you think that's cleaning the dishes right there? Huh? You think that's cleaning the dishes right there? Look, what's that? You got grease on the bag. Look, come in, come in, come in. You smell that? It still smells like eggs. You didn't do the dishes. And my thought is that I definitely don't do a good job cleaning. And I think sometimes when we think about something being clean, I think that we could even project that on God. That what God cleans, he cleans temporary. That what God cleans, he cleans partially. That what God cleans, he cleans only if you have earned it or only if you deserve it. But I came to serve notice to somebody today that maybe has been doubting. I want to let you know that what God cleans, he doesn't clean haphazardly. That what God cleans, he doesn't clean partially. When God cleans you and he washes you, he washes you 100% clean. Somebody ought to give God a praise in this room. That what God cleans, he washes perfectly clean. What God cleanses, he cleanses completely new. What God purifies, he purifies completely unstained. That there is nothing greater than the cleaning power of Jesus. That there is nothing greater than the blood of Jesus to wash sins. And that there is nothing like the Spirit of God that will purify your soul like nothing else. That God washes you 100% clean. Look at the person next to you. Tell him 100% clean. And so... And so there's these, there's these times in the Bible where the Bible says that you've been washed. You've been washed. You've been washed. And one of the things I love doing when I study the Bible is like look at patterns. These moments where he says you've been washed. And I just want to give you three things that you have been 100% washed clean. Here's the first one. I want you to write it down if you're, if you're taking notes. If you're not taking notes, take notes. Number one, write this down. Your sins have been washed away. 100%. There's some of us that are hearing this right now. And we're like, what do you mean? Like, oh yeah, of course, the sins that I did in the past. No, I want you to know that your sins are 100% in their totality. Past, present, future have been washed away on the cross of Calvary. Look what Titus chapter 3 verse 4 and 7 says. It says, but when God, our Savior, revealed his kindness and love, he saved us. Not because of the righteous things we have done, but because of his mercy. He washed away 
our sins. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 10 and 12. Our sins are washed away and we are made clean because Christ gave his own body as a gift. He did this once and for all times. I want to let you know that Hebrews makes it perfectly clear that every single one of your sins, past, present, future, have been eradicated, have been cleansed, have been washed clean. He doesn't do a partial job. He doesn't clean some of your sins and leave the rest up to you to figure out. Jesus washes your sins completely, fully, and perfectly through his precious blood. Does anybody believe that in this house? So, 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 so maybe you're here and you're like, uh, yeah, I, I've heard of Jesus washing my sins, but sometimes we think that Jesus washes your sins like this. He washes your sins if. He washes your sins if you repent good enough. He washes your sins only the ones that you confess. That gets to me sometimes. People will be like, yeah, you got to confess everything. I'll be like, Sabaski, I'll be here all day. He washes your sins only if you confess every single one of your sins. I mean, growing up, we were taught that you had to confess every single sin. And then just there was one that covered all the sins. You said the sins of omission. He was like, God, and for the ones I don't even know I committed, forgive me of those. He washes every single one of your sins. And you might, sometimes we think that God just forgives the sins that you committed before you came to him. I want to let you know there's sins that you don't know you have committed. But God's grace is so big that he covers those. Like, can you imagine the love of God that God washes the sins you don't even know you're going to commit yet? There's some sins that we've judged other people for <laughs> that you're going to commit in the future. I know you don't believe me. I know you don't believe me. I know they don't believe me over there. There's some sins you've committed that we've looked at other people and be like, I can't believe she did that. I can't believe. Do you believe they did that? Yeah, God says, I know you're going to do that three years from now. And I've forgiven that. Like, can you imagine the grace? Like, I, I just want to let you know, if my son, if I knew three years ago that my son, when she graduated high school, come on, somebody, my daughter graduated junior high school. Come on. That just means I'm going to light myself on fire because she's going to high school. God, help me. Um, um, if I knew that my kids weren't going to graduate high school two years ago, I would have beat them then. It's like, why are you hitting me? Because two years from now, you're not going to graduate high school. God's love is so encompassing that he knows the failures that you're going to face. He knows the sins that you're going to commit. And he says, my grace is sufficient and I cover every single one of them. So, 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 so God washes all your sins away. He doesn't just forgive partially. He doesn't just forgive some. And he doesn't just forgive and cleanse you, but then remembers. You, you ever had somebody that forgave you and said, oh, it's in the past. I'll forgive, but I won't. There's enough of you in here in this room. I'll forgive, but I won't for, forget. And sometimes we see God's forgiveness in the same manner, that God washes away our sins, but he doesn't forget our sins. Do you know that God, in his omnipresence, in his omniscience, he chooses what to think, what to remember, and what not to remember. And he says, what I'm going to choose to remember is what my son did on the cross. And what I'm going to choose to forget is all your sins, past, present, and future. 
He forgives and he washes away all your sins. Let me give you the second one. He, he also washes away your old self. Some of us are in this place and we're like, I'm right here. No, no, no. Like he washes away not only the things you've done, but the person who did them. In other words, when you are in Christ, you are no longer the person who committed the sins. Matter of fact, when you come in, into Christ, you are no longer a sinner. You're a saint saved by grace. Your identity has changed. You're a son and child of the king. So he not only washes away your sins. Come on, somebody. He washes away your old self. Your old self. Look at the person next to you. Tell them, tell them this. I'm not who I used to be. Tell them, oh, I'm, oh, you don't even know me. Oh, you think you know me, but I'm not who I used to be. And, and, and Paul writes this. He says in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 11, he says, and that is what some of you were. The apostle Paul goes on this list, a murderous row of lists of I, false identities. And he says there's adulterers and fornicators and sexual immoral. And he goes, which some of you were. In other words, that's not who you are anymore. See, there's some people in here that you're still identifying what God saved you from. And what God is saying to us, and I want to let all our candidates know this, that when you go through those waters, your old nature is being buried. Your old self is being buried. You're not, listen to me, you are not, you don't have the identity. I used to be anxious. I used to be a fornicator. I used to be sexually immoral. I used to have a false identity. But that's not who I am anymore. Is there anybody here that says, I am a new creation in Christ Jesus? Give him a praise and a shout in this praise. That's who I used to be. I, I love this, Pastor George. I love this story. I love this story of, of it, it happens in the book of Acts, and it is Peter, and, and Peter's thrown into prison. He's placed into prison, but then the Bible says this kind of this detail. And the detail that it says is that they fastened him in the prison and they locked the prison shut. The Sadducees and the high priest took Peter into prison and they shut him in a prison and kept him captive. Can I tell you, that's all the enemy wants in your life. He wants to keep you bound. He's like, I'm okay if you go to church as long as you stay bound. I'm okay with you singing songs as long as you stay bound. And the Bible says Peter was in prison. But look at this detail that says in verse 23. Listen to this. You guys have all got your Bibles? Oh, sorry. Scared. It says the jail was securely locked. That's what the enemy wants for you. Like he wants the prison securely locked. It says with the guards standing outside. But when we opened the gates to look for the prisoner that was in the prison that we bound and was securely locked, listen to this, no one was there. Can I tell you that the enemy is trying to look for you the, place, the same place he had you bound? But I came, I came to serve notice to the enemy. I ain't there anymore. <laughs> look at your neighbor, tell him I ain't there anymore. <laughs> Tell them, tell them, when anxiety comes looking for you, tell them, I ain't there anymore. <laughs> when temptation comes looking for you, tell them, I ain't there anymore. 
Come on, when unforgiveness comes to get your soul, Captain, say, I ain't there anymore. You know that person that tries to call the number that you used to have when you change your number, you change your address? I think in the spiritual realm, we need to say, Sabe scared devil, you ain't got that in my number no more. <laughs> that ain't my address no more. I'm not there anymore. Do we got anybody in this place that can shout, I'm not there anymore? He, listen, he, he washes your sins away. When you're on those waters, I want you to know every, look at me, every single sin, every single failure, every single mistake, every single wrongdoing, no matter how great it is in your mind, God has paid for it and he has washed it. He hasn't covered it. He hasn't hid it under the rug like I clean. He doesn't take the dish that he doesn't want to wash in the sink and leave it in the fridge just so he won't have to wash it. Don't judge me, shut up. He doesn't, he washes you every single sin. Washed, brand new. And when he sees you, he sees his son. He sees the purity and the precious worth of his son, Jesus. Because he's washed your sin away, but he's also washed your sinful nature away. Your old self. The person that did those things, the person that would cause you to do those things, that sinful nature, he has also washed away. And here's the last thing I want you to write down. Your punishment has been washed away. Your punishment, watch this. Look at this word that he uses in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 11. And that is what some of you were. But then he continues, he says, but you were washed. And he says, you were sanctified. That word sanctified is like, you're no longer the person that you used to be. You have been transformed into something else. But then he says, he couples that, that term of being washed, he couples it with sanctification. I mean, your old self has been washed away. And the third thing is, you were justified. Oh my goodness, that word justified is a powerful word. Because what he's saying is that the judgment that you deserved has been washed away. What do I mean? Is that, is that the things that you have done our sins are washed away. The old self is washed away. But any kind of impending judgment that we feel towards ourself has also been washed away. And when you look at the word justified, to be justified means this, that God has taken your judgment and consequences and punishment and placed it on Jesus. And then he judges you as righteous and not guilty. Your punishment has been washed away. I'm going to ask you to stand up on your feet. Mike didn't think I could do this in 25 minutes, but we forgive him. His sins have been washed away. I want to speak to us all here. Maybe you, you're here to be baptized, and maybe you're here to attend. But when we consider baptism, 
what we are doing is that we are identifying with Jesus. Have you ever been identified with someone? Do you know what that means? Like when they, they see you, they, they know you, but they also know who you're connected with. That's being identified with someone. Like I'm identified with Lisa. Like when someone sees the way I behave, they think about my wife. Right? When someone sees my wife, if my wife was acting in a way, they'd be like, that's, that's Pastor Rose. There's, there's a connection. There's an identification that we have. I'll give you an example. Like my brother, Raul. I was identified with my brother, Raul. He was a Lion King for many years. And depending on what neighborhood I went into, I was either asked, yo, you Raul's brother? Or it was like, yo, you Raul's brother. What's up, man? Why? Because I was identified with Raul. When we are being baptized, we're identifying with the death and resurrection, burial and resurrection of Jesus Christ. And so maybe you're here today and you're saying, man, I thought my sins were keeping me away from God, but they've been washed away. Yeah, I've accepted Jesus, but I still identify with my own self. He says that's been washed away. Okay, but ain't, ain't I going to receive the punishment of my sins? No, that's been washed away because it's been crucified on the cross of Calvary. Will you bow your heads and close your eyes? I want to let you know that when you have been justified, you cannot earn it. You cannot justify yourself. The only thing you can do is receive it. You have been 100% washed clean and made right with God. Thank you, Jesus. So I want to pray a general prayer if you're here in this place and you say, Pastor Ro, I just need your prayer right there where you are. Would you lift your hand on the count of three? One, two, three. Lift it up. Mike, if you could help me out on the keys, okay. Lift up your hand right there. There, there it is. There it is. Hey, if you're next to somebody that lifted up their hand, would you just put your hand around them? If you lifted up your hand with someone that also lifted up their hand, put your hand around each other. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we just thank you, Lord. Thank you for every single person that has lifted up their hand and today declares that their sins have been washed away, that their identity and their old self has been washed away and any punishment has been washed away. That whatever, the, whatever whispers the enemy is trying to tell them even right now, we cancel it in the name of Jesus. Whatever sentiment of unworthiness, we cancel it in the name of Jesus. And we declare, Lord, that we are 100% washed clean. That we're 100% made new. In your name we pray. Amen. Can we give God a praise? Give us